Hey, your favorite coaster sucks listeners. We want to take a quick sec to talk to you about Patreon. Do you have a dollar sitting around your house right now? Well, if so, you should join our Patreon at patreon.com slash your favorite coaster sucks. What else are you going to do with that dollar? (laughs) There's not a whole hell of a lot you can do with it. But I'll tell you, with that dollar, you can join our monthly Zoom calls. Those are so much fucking fun, aren't they, Ben? Hell yeah. Pay for friendship. It's uh, what we're all doing nowadays. Hey, man, it's community. We got a nice little community here built up. And uh, yeah, it's behind the paywall, but a buck a month. We think almost anyone can handle that, right, Ben? Hell yeah. You can't even get like a McChicken unless you like live in a state with no sales tax. So so why not throw it our way? Throw us literally a bone. At patreon.com slash your favorite coaster sucks. Good afternoon and welcome to the Magic Kingdom. I'm Alan. And I'm Phil. And I'm Red. And together we are... Orlando Orlando Mouse Magic. Magic. Yay. We want to start with thanking everyone who is watching this live stream today. Oh, we got a $10 uh, super chat from Burglar 69 And he or she wants to know, what is everyone's favorite wall at Walt Disney World? I think mine is the orange wall at Disney Springs. Phil? So I love a classic. So purple wall for me. Red? I think mine's the ceiling because I'm above this. Someone woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. I have a degree in journalism. And isn't it great to report on the happenings at the happiest place on earth? Uh, yep, just like Dan Rather. All right, we got another super chat. Uh, $5 from Cake Fart. Thanks, Cakey. And they want to know, is that a new garbage can right over there? Let's go check it out. Uh... It looks new, but it doesn't smell new. P.U. Come on, Red. Say something about the new garbage can. Hey, look, it's where I found this job. Someone's being a negative Nancy. All right, guys, we got a $15 super chat from the Disney Dyke. Thanks, Disney Dyke. And she wants to know, what ride are we going on first? Well, my rule of thumb when visiting the Magic Kingdom is to always start your day and end your day at Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Jesus, really? Don't you like to laugh? I haven't stopped laughing at myself for accepting this job. Yeah, that's a spirit. All right, we got a $10 super chat from Sister Fister. Thanks, Sister. And she wants to know, do you find that the Disney community is not as inclusive to people of color as it should be? Nope. No, sir. Now, see, there's an interesting story. What, what story? The three white Disney vloggers who don't question representation in the community. We have a $10 super chat from Tub Girl. Thank you, Tubby. And she wants to know if anyone knows where she parked her car. Haven't seen it. Sorry. Dude, where's my car? Wait, really? She actually asked if we knew? Apparently. Have you seen it? We got a $5 super chat from Splash Mountain Will Rise Again. Thanks, Splash. They want to know why we chose to make the show political by answering questions like the one from Sister Fister. Then they use the N-word. Okay, none of that, please. I got an N-word for them. Nonsense. You guys are just going to sit there and allow someone to use that kind of language on our chat? We told them, please, no, not... Exactly. We asked him not to. You have no issue with taking money from someone who views hatred? 
This isn't really the business for refusing money. Even if it comes from recess? Nope. And you have no issue with amplifying their message to your audience. I'm pretty sure they were just trying to say they love Splash Mountain. And who can argue with that? Well, zippity-doo-dah. Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and I fart bubbles. I'm Ben, and I I like rush over jungle juice. I'm Damon, and I prefer pink sweat over rush. Holy shit, we got Damon in here. Hell yeah, motherfuckers. I can curse on this, right? Absolutely. Fucking feel free. Fuck yeah. So what the fuck is up, man? You know, uh, just a couple of old friends from the theme park community uh, asked me to join their podcast, and I'm excited to be here. So. Well, we're super glad to have you. Uh, Do you got anything to plug up top? Um, uh, well, you can find me on Instagram. It's just my full name in one word, Dayton Rafferty. Um, I have an old defunct YouTube channel that I haven't updated in probably 10 years. So if you're bored, you can go watch retro coaster videos with like punk music on top. Uh, That's Northeast Coasters, one word. Um, And I also run a uh, Facebook page called Actual Coaster Shitposting. Um, But if you want to join, you have to actually answer the question. So fucking answer the questions or we won't approve you. And I also do work with The Park Vault. Um, which I do IAPA stuff with, and that, those are my plugs. I'm not that. I'm not that popular. <laughs> <laughs> He's more of a back end guy. <laughs> In many different ways, yes. <laughs> I guess I left that one wide open. My bad. You, you sure did. Thanks for um, leaving that wide open for us to just jam right in there. Oh, there it is again. <laughs> Surprise attack the best kind well holy shit you've got an involvement with a whole lot of stuff i do and it's kind of my history um if we like rewind 15 plus years ago so actually 18 years ago um i started my own coaster site called northeastcoasters.com which ran until about 2008 i want to say um and we used to make videos and I was also involved on um, GADV.com, which was at the time Great Adventure Source, which became Great Adventure Online. And I was a site admin. Um, and I actually was one of the first site directors on CoasterNet.com about, I want to say, 12, 13 years ago. Uh, but I don't have any current affiliation with them, so no need to plug that in. Um, <laughs> and I was heavily involved with other theme park forums, which is actually how I met uh, Zach and Ben here on uh, The Gap. So that was fun. Absolutely. So you had a lot of those um, fancy administrator PHP BB Oh, yeah. Yeah. Coding and stuff. I actually, um, I was a junior in high school when I was like heavily involved in like admin stuff. And I actually took um, web design as a class for a whole year because I was involved. (laughs) Um, Really thought that would get me far. 
So, yeah. That was so fun, though, when the web was new. I mean, that was um, it wasn't really that long ago. No, it, it's it's weird. I feel like, and we were ta- we've talked about this before, but I feel like the coaster community has changed so much just within the last ten years. Right. Because yeah. like we all met each other on you know web forums. I was I, besides the ones I mentioned, I was actually on uh, sixflagsnews.com, which was the first one that I joined, which is in 2002. And then I you know joined the Gap, and I was also on Theme Park Review, um, CoasterNet, some other Dis- some a couple of Disney ones that I actually also was a moderator on. I was a moderator on um, I can't remember it's been so many years. I think it was WDW Times. That's probably wrong. And <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a very small community and we all kind of met each other that way. And it was different. You know, it's different than it is now with Facebook groups. It kind of takes away the the personality, I feel. You know yeah, not I mean? to mention, like, everybody's trying to make YouTube videos and every, it's like gone the influencer route. Which is it's so weird. Yeah. It's It's strange. Because when you guys were making coaster videos, when I was making coaster videos, and when Rob was making coaster videos, and, you know, we would just film the park and just put music on top of it and edit it together. Like, I had so much fun editing videos. Um, I one time did one vlog style. I called it a video trip report, and it was only because I was too lazy to edit it together because I didn't have time because of homework. (laughs) And apparently now that's all people do. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's funny because, like, I had the same idea when I would visit parks. It's like, I really don't want to edit the music. I'd rather just make longer videos. And, like, I tried to do it once. Actually, I did it for when SpongeBob SquarePants opened. Just like oh, yeah. a video. And it was just like, this just doesn't seem right. Like, people don't like this. And, and now it, Yeah. yeah. And, and truthfully, I don't really watch many of the current vlogs because I feel like a lot of vloggers, especially like Orlando based vloggers tend to film themselves talking about stuff instead of showing it. And it's just awkward. Um, though there are a couple of vlogs that I do watch like, um, El Toro Ryan. Um, and I'll be honest, the only reason I ever started watching him, Ryan, if you're listening, I love you. I'm sorry that I'm going to say this. Um, the only reason I started watching is because I'm friends with all of them and we hung out in the parks once and he asked if I minded being in the video. I said no. And then he sent me the link and said, I know you don't usually watch these, but here you go. And I watched it and I was like, wow, this is some funny ass shit. Like this is, it's like a mix of, I feel like they do like a mix of old school, like the way we used to make videos and like the way that vloggers do now. So I'm going to plug in my friends over there and um, actually theme park worldwide out in the UK. Um, I actually met them once at a theme park with just coaster shirts when we hung out and talked and became friends and exchanged Facebooks. I didn't even know theme park worldwide was a thing um, until after I became friends with them. So <laughs> that's another fun stuff, but yeah, it, they're, they're still good out there. It's just, it's very different now. Yeah, I think like um, also the entry level for a lot of that. Like, there's so much. I don't. I don't know. It's like a pyramid of. It's like the hierarchy of videos. So like, or just content. Like, yeah. there's so much garbage content that it's really hard to find bad or like good content, and it's discouraging when you like. I don't know. Like a really cringy Disney vlog is 
fucking awful. <laughs> like, He's a fourteen year old with a camera. Yeah, right. Granted, was funny, was, we were fourteen year olds with cameras, but <laughs> it was different. I was uh, I was at Silverwood a few weeks ago, and there was this probably like a nine year old girl, ten year old girl with her parents, and like her parents were like strapping the GoPro on her wrist and stuff. And really? Then, like, yeah, and she's like up the, going up the lift hill, and like this ride is seventy eight feet tall, and she's no. like, it was like her parents were training her how to be like a like a vlogger essentially, like. That's so bizarre. Yeah. You know, I feel like when, like, back when I made videos, back when YouTube made videos, um, there wasn't really that much content out there for that. Like, I remember I filmed a POV of um, Ravine Fire 2, and I think I was only, like, the second video of it online. Um, I was one of the first videos of El Toro online. Um, on, on YouTube at least. And I feel like now there's just like, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting someone with a camera on a roller coaster. And now a lot of theme parks allow people to film on rides because of, you know, mounted chest mounts and GoPros. Also, I don't know if you guys remember, but back then theme parks themselves really weren't as um, involved with any sort of social media at all. Like they, everything was super top secret. And if there was any rumblings on MySpace or a theme park forum, they would flip out. And now they're all up on Facebook leaking plans and announcing things way earlier and then sharing on ride footage of said things. So it kind of take away from like us being little sleuths back when we were like 18, 19 um, on theme park forums. The thing that's weird is like everyone's doing it not necessarily because they really enjoy rides or parks. Like I'm sure they do, but it's like everyone's got this other motive. Correct. Whereas like we were all really passionate about it when we were kids. And yes, we all took videos and pictures. Everyone had their cameras and we were all nerds the same way, but we didn't have this like agenda and we were also all friends. Like, it wasn't really a competition. I feel like there are certain people who try to make it a competition. Yeah, yeah like, like, there's a... Go ahead, Ben. I was just say, like, did you see that, like, the panel at Kentucky Kingdom? Like, that whole thing? Nope. What wanted did no you, part in that. Did you see it? I know it had happened, but I you didn't... Should, you should, like, watch that sometime. It's pretty funny. It's, uh... It's and just I, awkward as shit. Yeah, and I feel kind of bad saying that because I have, I know I have a couple of friends who are actually on the panel, and I'm not going to say them by name because I don't want to like call them out. But like, I I don't get it. <laughs> I, it just the whole thing was weird, and I had friends who were actually invited to be on the panel who ended up declining, um, and they also told me they they don't get it either. <laughs> um. I don't know. I have I have some feelings about that event, but I have friends who kind of created it, so I don't want to like speak bad about what they're passionate about because that that ain't cool, right? <laughs> you know, to, well, to it's not down. so much like yeah, and it's not so much like the idea was a bad idea. It's just kind of like the reality of that coming, like ideally coming as a or whatever ideally being made as our thing is just it's just awkward i don't know it's just it's not there's no foundation to make it work i guess i just i guess it has a target audience we're just not that audience well the i I felt i think that for me the awkward thing was not necessarily like what the guests were doing it was more like the audience like just the like the i don't know it just 
it was just kind of funny. Like it used to. It was just like every coaster event I used to go to when I when you know I was in Ace. I joined Ace in 1998, so I'd been doing like events and meetups and stuff. And like even through uh, GADV.com, we did like an unofficial Great Adventure Source Day, and we had a panel with the park president and PR representative like off the books, and like we did a Q and A with them. And every event was always you know if a park hosted it, even though the you know whatever organization or group organized it, they did it with the park. And they were there for the park. This event yeah. with this panel seemed like they were at the park for themselves. Right, right. Does that make sense? Like, oh, we're going to go to this event at this theme park, and there's going to be this panel where we're going to talk to people who ride roller coasters. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> it basically was a big marketing circle jerk, really. Because it's like, okay we've got a panel at our park of all these like quote unquote influencers of theme parks and are giving them this platform of consumers to plug their shit. And it's interesting because there is a couple of people, one of the, like I said, I'm not going to really say names on this one because I don't want to like hurt anyone's feelings publicly. That's okay. Um, We had a couple friends of the show on the panel yeah, I I know someone who like organized it because um me and my my be- one of my best friends that I've known for years who lives here used to do um him and the other person who created who runs what's currently like I don't even know because there's no actual website, but you know there's Instagram whatever. Um we used to do stuff together and like my other friend was really involved with it. And then my friend and the guy who's currently running it had a major falling out. So I separated myself from that situation. Um, but. Ooh, coaster drama. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's kind of weird because the person who's. It's kind of awkward to say this without names, (laughs) but, um, you know, I just kind of separated myself from that brand if you will um but then they that that said person started this event (laughs) and it's interesting to see that they they chose a name that is already copyrighted with disney so i was waiting for disney legal to come after them but they didn't so that was fun um because keys to the kingdom is a tour offered at the magic kingdom (laughs) that you could pay for (laughs) and you go backstage and everything i heard that that was a thing but i oh yeah (laughs) Like when I first saw the name announced, I was like, and Disney legal has entered the chat. Um, but I guess it, you know, I guess it did well for Kentucky kingdom and Kentucky kingdom seemed to enjoy having them. So, you know, I guess there's no harm there. Yeah. They announced it didn't get canceled. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Yeah. What, what are we talking about? Entitled, entitled coaster enthusiasts that are just on. Instagram and think they're hot shit because they ride coasters and take photos. Yeah. Because they get a bunch of kids to follow them on some platform. Um, The kid who got kicked out of Kentucky Kingdom, who I don't think even listens to this chat, I met through my friend, through Logan when train ops at Bush Gardens. Um, and he seemed fine. Um, I don't know what actually happened, so I don't want to like speculate. Like, but for what he personally said, as someone who's worked in theme parks for 
you know, 13 years now. Um, it sounded to me like he cut the line. <laughs> um, and I remember when I worked at Great Adventure, we had like a zero tolerance policy about that shit. Um, if you were not in line and you joined people who were already in line, you and your party got kicked out of the park. And that's exactly what sounds like happened. It's unfortunate that, you know, you got kicked out of the park, especially after paying for the event. But if you're not in line for the attraction and your friends are in line and then you and someone else decide to join your friends who are already in line, yeah, you're line cutting. And because you left the line to take a photo and then rejoin, I'm sure the people who are behind you were really pissed off that you kept going in and out. So you kind of brought it on yourselves. Um, but unfortunately, that type of behavior gets tolerated in the Orlando parks. So, like, I know, like, you guys worked for Six Flags. I worked for Six Flags. That that right alone would get you and your party ejected and trespassed. At Busch Gardens and Universal, SeaWorld, Disney, like, we'll kick you out of the ride if if it's an issue, like we'll kick you out of the line for the ride, but we won't eject you from the park. Um, so like, I'm sure Bush Gardens and SeaWorld literally does nothing for it, but I know Universal and Disney will kick you out of the ride. So, I used to love at Cedar Point how they yeah. would um, wait for <clears throat> the line jumpers. They'd find them and then wait at the station and they'd have the police there. So you'd oh, wait through badass. the whole line and then they would uh, get you right when you were getting on the ride. Well, we did that at El Toro once. Um, these people jumped the line and like everyone else was throwing a fit and we let them in the train, locked the train and then waited for security to come and then unlocked the train and got them out. Nice. So they couldn't leave. <laughs> um, I personally also did that once at Rolling Thunder um, when I was the lead at Rolling Thunder at Great Adventure, rest in peace. And um, the douchebag tool guy was standing up on the lift, so I ride, we stopped it, yelled at him to sit down, went up there, checked the restraint, saw that, you know, because it's just a buzz bar, like he was fine. Um, restarted the lift to bring the people who were like on the brake run into the station because um, where the train was, we couldn't bring the train in because the block was occupied. And um, when the train got to the end of the ride, we were like, oh, yeah, there's technical difficulties, LOL. And then really, we're just waiting for security to arrive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, those fucking vloggers, man. These yeah. entitled kids, no. It's, it's, it's like it's just a – it's kind of a different thing now than it was it when is. we were kids. And, you know, I not, – not disclosing where I work, but I definitely work at a major theme park in central Florida. Um, and I will not be saying where, but you know, we've encountered people like this and encounter the vloggers who think they deserve special treatment and you know, this and the other. And I'm going to be honest, 90% of the time, I don't know who you are, nor do I care to know who you are, especially if you're going to add like a tool. Um, you know, I don't really watch any of the local vlogs because they're very cringeworthy, but you know, some of the, some of them are not bad. Like, I, I've had a really awkward experience where I helped someone out and then someone in their group was like, do you know who that just was that you helped? Thank you for, and then they said his name um, and then said, this was him from YouTube. Like, thank you for helping him. And I was like, okay, thanks. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, sure. Whatever. Just doing my job and making sure everybody has a good time. Like that's what I'm here for. Don't, you know, don't want you to like have anything bad. And then of course my favorite are the, the vloggers who 
work at said theme parks who then get themselves fired or in trouble at said theme park for being terrible people. Um, there is a oh yeah, there is a vlog Orlando vlogger who um he used to work for Disney, and he um his name is uh I think it was like Prince Charming Dev. <laughs> who, I, who I've met since, um, because my friends from Theme Park Worldwide were hanging out with him, and I was like, "Yo, no, get him away from me." But he was very nice to me in person. He doesn't know that I know this, but I'm gonna call him out online um, for the whole world to hear. He'll probably never hear this anyway, because um, <laughs> he doesn't care about theme parks. He was he he like stole these like slips of paper that he used for like medical passes at Disney. And was writing his own return time for Avatar Flight of Passage. And the operators at Avatar caught him and called him out and told him he couldn't use them here. Like, they didn't, like, kick him out of the line or anything, but, like, hey, this we, we know you forged this. Like, you can't come in, but you can go through the regular line. He threw a whole fit about it and filmed the, the cast members at the ride and then put him on his channel, calling them on blast. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um... It kind of got bad because the crew at, at that ride um, had a secret Facebook page and were making memes of him about it. And then, um, but disclaimer, I don't work at that ride and never have worked at that ride, but I know this because I, I know people who were involved. Um, and he found out. And then he went very public on his YouTube page about his story and screenshotted the people, like the memes, and then like went to the ride to harass them and filmed it and uploaded it. Um anyway, he worked for Disney. He was um he worked in entertainment and then um he uploaded that video and then he no longer worked for Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine that's Yeah, he was fired. I mean that's not surprising. We know you're in the, the Orlando bubble, so Yeah. There's a, there's there's some fun drama here. It reminds uh, me of uh there was actually this is kind of some gap drama. Um, yes bring it on a much less known gapper but uh somebody that jonathan and i uh worked with so i mean obviously when we were working skyscraper and ripcord like we were we brought we i I don't know i filmed a bunch of povs like i had videos of us breaking a lot of rules Mm -hmm. I, i don't know like in 2010 it wasn't really like a you know like you didn't really think the about social, that the social media clause wasn't what it is now yeah because but it was remember- funny because sky coaster found a pov on youtube and it was like the the user had his full name as the oh, youtube channel and no. it was like the description was like this is the ride i work at cedar point in sandusky ohio oh my <laughs> and god it had like <laughs> and it included like full conversations with the crew you know like so it, it was, and it was like a test flight, and yeah. Oh no! So then it like caused a bunch of drama because then next season the two blue tags got had to get transferred out of the rides, um, and go somewhere else. And then, well, think, Challenge Park was its own thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was part of uh, part of resorts. Okay. And like Soak City, but they had so like they ended up doing like lifeguarding or lifeguard supervising or something. Dang, this didn't get fired. Fucked up, fucked up all the plans though. Sounds like it. I know Ben and I have a friend who worked at Grid America who offhandedly posted just a remark as a response to something on Facebook about one of the rides 
and then got fired for it, and they wouldn't rehire him for season what? after season. It wasn't even a video or picture or anything. Um, I knew someone who worked at Disney and Universal and posted on her personal Twitter about how much she hates annual pass holders. And that and someone who was a pass holder found it and saw that on her Twitter she had pictures of her working at Disney and they fired her. Except she works for Disney again now, so like I guess she was able to fight it. But yeah, they fired her for something she posted. Good God. I mean, people I'll be suck. honest. People are going to like dig that shit up on you just for like venting online that such bullshit i've i've got in trouble for it not gonna lie i learned my lesson <laughs> i had a very I had a, a, an idiot situation like a dumb guest um at my work location and this was back in 2010 or 2011 i think it was 2011 and i vented about it on facebook and then i came in the next day and um I went into the office to go do my stuff because I was uh, the lead on duty that night. And they're like, oh, no, 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 we're waiting for, uh, you know, we're waiting for something. Just hang back. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, side note, I posted this vent and then I deleted it. And I was like, you know what? That seemed like it was a stupid idea. Someone in the, in literally the three minutes that I had it up, screenshotted it and printed it out and brought it to my boss. So I um, got suspended from being a lead. <laughs> God damn. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was my own mistake. I learned my lesson and I never did it again. But like, also, I learned to trust no bitch. Yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. And whatever you put on the internet lives forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I deleted it because I even said, like, when they pulled it up, and I was like, I deleted this. Like, I vented and then I deleted this. And, like, well, here it is. It's <laughs> like, well, the fact that someone screenshotted it and was able to use it against you, it just proves yeah. that once it's out there, it's, it's there forever. forever in some way, shape, or form. Sure is. That's so, a shame. But... Anyone who's younger than us listening to this show, take that as a word of advice. Yeah. I've, I've had to talk to some of my, um, some of my crew over the years and been like, Hey, <laughs> you know, I, I love what you posted. Like, it's really funny, but like, you don't want the wrong person to see it. And like, I'm in charge of you and I'm the right person because I'm telling you nicely, please take it down. <laughs> Cause I yeah. don't want you to get in trouble. Fake you know? name. Be coded. Yeah. Come on. Let's. <laughs> yeah. Like I had, um, many years ago, um, someone that I worked with, uh, took a picture, like took a picture of themselves. Like, in a very, very, very no-no location. <laughs> and I was like, and I like immediately like private message like, take this down now. Oh, people don't think. No, no, absolutely Just, not. You know, while we're talking about vloggers, let's talk about urban explorers in theme parks, shall we? Oh, nice. Yeah. Have you guys um, seen this is, especially in Orlando, there is this, um, it actually kind of really fucking annoys me that this guy is popular now, but Adam the Woo, oh yeah, backstage yeah, at Disney yeah. Universal and take videos. He got trespassed from Disney. He got trespassed from Universal, and somehow he's now like a big YouTuber or whatever. And he like comes to like the media events in these parks that he was been trespassed for. I don't know. It just makes me mad. And then there is this other kid um, here in Orlando who snuck into like Universal, SeaWorld, Disney. 
I think his name was uh, Matt Swansa. Um, he snuck into one of my attractions overnight, and um, like I said, I'm not going to disclose which one it was because he did all the parks, but he snuck into one of my attractions overnight. And then we came in the next day, and maintenance actually caught him, and he ran away. So we were delayed by two hours because we had to do our missing persons checklist, wow. essentially. And it delayed us because this fucking moron with the camera decided to hop some fences and explore an attraction overnight. And he keeps getting trespassed and arrested, and then he posts videos with his face, and he's like, I don't understand why I keep getting in trouble. I like doing this. It's like, God. Ugh. <laughs> kids it's like if you're gonna go urban explore like every kid every teenager has snuck into an abandoned building but you don't take pictures of your face and then post it online yeah very, i have very passionate feelings about the situation well luckily most of them end up learning the lesson yeah when jimmy fallon opened here that because universal universal loves the local vloggers like they they even had a commercial with all of them in it like they love them and at jimmy fallon's one of the worst attractions ever at Jimmy Fallon's opening day. Um, Adam, the woo actually got walked out by security during the middle of the press event in front of everybody because of his videos of him trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I know um, personally because of the, the other social media person who I said I wouldn't name is now on media lists within Disney and universal and SeaWorld but has also been kicked out uh, and walked out of property at both Disney and Universal in the past. So it's just, it's so weird. Well, shit. Yeah. I got a segment for us. Sure. And this is, this was by request, by the way, of you. Oh, oh me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the segment we do. Oh, let's and do you it. requested a specific one. So um, it's time for our killer coaster of the week. And this week's killer coaster is Chimera. Yes. Well, however the fuck you say it. Uh, it is, it's Chimera. All right. We'll go with that then. Okay. Yes. It will, fucking triple looping. The, the Schwarzkopf dryer looping. Um, that was operating totally unsafe. Um, I yes. actually... I wrote it a couple of months before the accident. I killed the three people. Yeah, it looked like it was running fully untrimmed, like crazy speeds. It. Um, so I wrote it with my my uh, roommates, and we all agreed that, well, number one, we got there and the ride was down, and they told us that it would open soon, and we waited around all day for it to open for ju- for about 50 minutes before shutting down again for the rest of the day. So I got about seven rides on it because – I was in Mexico. When was I going back? And let me tell you, first of all, it's, you know, the old traditional Schwarzkopf train. And then they had like a four point harness, like a go-kart harness that you had to wear. And it was, it's probably the most intense roller coaster I've been on just because, you know, the Schwarzkopf's pack a punch. Right. This was, this coaster was designed to trim. um, But La Feria was running it with, the brakes weren't even connected to the ride. So like the brakes were physically there, but they were literally unplugged. So they didn't do anything. Like if you hit the e-stop, they don't close. Like they're just there for parts. Um, and the second block is like a, is like a lift and all the booster tires for the lift were actually removed. 
So once you go over the initial lift hill, it's just gravity to the end of the ride. And it was Oh my god. Yeah. And it went through at like some hyper fucking speed. Like something you'd pull on no limits and you're like, this shouldn't be physically possible. Most intense coaster I've ever been on. That harness was so painful that I had bruises for weeks on my shoulder. My shoulders. And my roommates and I were like, you know, this park is running to this ride into the ground. Like, I don't see this surviving another year. <laughs> Oops. Um, oh, boy. What I find the most fascinating thing about the accident is it's almost identical to the accident that happened on the only other Schwarzkopf dryer looping. Yeah, right. In, uh, yeah, Canada. I mean, it's just weak chassis. They, they give, I mean, those rides are way too forceful. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if it's weak. It's just like I wouldn't say weak. It was just poorly so, maintained. Yeah, exactly. Poor maintenance because they ran for so long. And plus, Chimera, again, I'll defer to your pronunciation, had a long uh, had been relocated. Yeah, this was a t- well. It was initially a traveling coaster, and then it was uh, permanently erected. I want to say in Malaysia. I could be wrong. Wasn't and it from Flamingoland? It it eventually made it to Flamingoland. Oh, okay. It was originally um, it was originally in the German Fair Circuit, and then it made its way. It made its yeah. It made its way to um, Malaysia, where it operated at uh, Sunway Lagoon for from nineteen ninety seven to two, to nineteen ninety nine. And then in 2000-2005, it was at Flamingo Land, and then it operated at La Feria de Chapultepec um, from 2000, or is it 2000-something, 2007 to 2019. And it ran completely trimless the entire time. It basically, it only had one train available, and the ride, I think, used to have three, maybe four. So it cannibalized the other trains for parts. It was on its last leg of life. It really was. And you could tell when you wrote it, but I didn't think it would go the way it did. But you know what? People ask me how the ride was, and I always tell them the same answer. It's pretty fucking killer. Ah. <laughs> I mean, was one of the worst parks I've been to. How's um, La Montaña Rusa? Montaña Rusa is amazing. <laughs> it's I, I'm actually very sad that it's closed. Um because it was, it's a really, really good coaster. It runs those traditional NAD trains, and the the drops are so steep, and the pullout is so small that you actually get airtime going, coming out of the pullout and going up the hill. Like you get ejector at the bottom of the the hills. It's the craziest thing. Um, yeah, that's how uh, Mindbender was too. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So my thing with was good. Uh, Cascabel, I I'm a huge Schwarzkopf fan, so like I loved it. Their mouse was awful, uh, but their their maintenance team was just bad. Like we were there, we we went. We were only going to go for half a day, and we almost spent the entire day there waiting for this fucking Schwarzkopf to open. The shuttle loop didn't open for the day, and Matanjarusa didn't open for the day. So at that point, we had only been on their dumb wild mouse coaster. And like half their rides were closed for maintenance, and they said that they're going to try to open Chimera, and then they couldn't get it to open. They tried to open the Shuttle Loop, Cascabel, they couldn't get it to open. So and eventually Chimera opened, and then it closed. But we got a couple of rides. Um, we were we were in Mexico City for a couple of days, and on the last day we went back to La Feria, um, and that's when we were able to get on Montaña Rusa and um, Cascabel, the Shuttle Loop. 
So, um, yeah, that park was um, honestly awful. <laughs> I, I didn't, I did not feel unsafe, which is probably bad because you know I was only there a couple of months before Chimera literally threw the last car off the track. But <laughs> you know, it is what it is. I just hope my tenders I get saved because that is a really good coaster. I thought maybe Six Flags was going to take over the operating contract. I'm not sure. I heard the rumor. Um, because on the flip side, um, and before I say this, I've actually been to every single Six Flags park in the chain, except for the one in Northern California, Discovery Kingdom. And Six Flags Mexico is probably the best Six Flags park I've ever been to. I've heard good things about it. I, if if the, that team will take over La Feria and do something, then that would be amazing. It would be, it would be a complete culture change for that place, but, you know. Here's to hoping. Yeah, right. Because I'd well, like to I, visit. I know um, that Cascabel and the mouse are up for sale. And I'm like 99% positive Chimera is just going to be scrapped for parts once the investigation is done. But who knows? Because I, I believe Montaigne Russo is a landmark. So I wouldn't be surprised if the entire park closes, but the coaster stays. Apparently it's a, it's an enigma. It's a mystery wrapped in a riddle down there. Sure we'll keep is. our eyes peeled, though, and hopefully we'll see some action. If you got any inside tips, listening out there, email us. Send them over our way. Your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com, of course. Because you know what? Your favorite coaster does indeed suck. Always has, always will. Yep. And so, look. Olympus. And fuck Mount Olympus. Fuck Mount Olympus. Jesus fuck. I hate that place. So you said you listened to a couple episodes. and you had, You had heard some things that we got wrong oh. or something. Um... Well, when I was listening to the one with uh, you guys and Logan, actually last night, so it's fresh in my brain. Um, hi, Logan. Uh, one train ops, Logan. Um, you guys were talking about lightning loops. And um, there's a couple of things that you guys are talking about. And I know not let all the information's online. So I, w- I really was like, oh, I wish I was there to help. Um, number one, I know 100% exactly what happened in the accident that killed uh, Karen Brown. So if you want to know the details on that, I have it. Do it. Yes. Okay. So wait, first of all, her name was Karen? Karen Brown. Yep. Nineteen <laughs> years old. I need you to know that my housemates and I all worked at Great Adventure. Except for my cousin. She's actually from Chicago. Um, so we have a lot of inside jokes about deaths at Great Adventure, and we refer to them by name. <laughs> um, Karen Brown is one of them. Um, side note, the haunted castle burnt down on my birthday. So my friends only refer to my birthday as haunted castle fire day. That is actually <laughs> real. On my most recent birthday, my 30th birthday, uh, my, my roommates made a cake in the shape of a castle and literally made it on fire. And me made a pile of dead bodies on the side and gave it to me and wish me a happy birthday. That is real. I have pictures. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, no, we're sick fucks. Um, so the lightning loops accident happened on the upper loops because there was lower loops and upper loops. And what happened was um, her name was Karen. Her and her party, there was four of them, took up the last car. 
So her fr- her two friends were in the last row, and her fiance and her were in the second to last row, and she didn't want to ride. Um, and there was, and you know, she was a little, um, she was a little bit of a of a lightweight because they were um, they were pretty stoned and they were drinking in the parking lot before even coming into the park. So she wasn't really there with it. Um, she crossed through the road and waited at the exit stairs. Um, and they checked the train. And as once they checked the train, the night crew came in and they did their shift change. You guys both worked at Great America, so you remember like the whole closing crew comes in, everybody bumps each other, and everybody goes at the same time. Back then, they didn't have the rule in place that once you bumped, you had to recheck the train. They're like, the train's already checked, you're good to go. While they were doing the shift change, Karen decided that she was going to ride and went from the exit stairs and sat in the train next to her fiance. The, it was the old school era of shoulder harnesses without the giant handlebars because they weren't made yet. So she literally sat on the seat with the harness closed. They were all oh. told that the ride was clear without rechecking the train. They gave their clears and they dispatched. Um, and the sad part is, I know the operator who actually dispatched the train. And what he says to this day, and what I've heard from multiple accounts, is that he hit the e-stop when he noticed that she wasn't seated in under the restraint. Um, the problem with the old um, aero launch loops is that the pusher car will stop when you hit the e-stop, but the brakes are only in the station. The brakes on the launch are for the pusher car, not the train. So he hit the e-stop, the train kept going. And as he went, she went by him, he screamed, hold on. <laughs> and it went down the first drop, and she went over the front of the car and was actually in between car five and six on the tow bar. And when the train went into the inversion, she fell and got hit and run over by the train when it went through the loop. And, Jesus. Uh, wait, it gets even better. Um, because it was on the upper loop, her body was still up there. <laughs> At least part of it. She was she was dismembered. Um, shit. Yeah. And then they eat back the other side. So they, so it was procedures then were different, but technically the crew didn't actually do anything wrong, which is the worst part because at the time, you know, the first crew checked all the restraints. And then when the night crew came in and they were doing their shift change, they're like, oh yeah, the train's good. You guys can just send it. So they did. But then she jumped on the train. So after the accident and what they found in the investigation is actually the reason why all of the um, Six Flags aero coasters have those giant handlebars, like the Demon at Great America or you know, and the, or Shockwave or Scream Machine or all the old school ones. They all have that extra handlebar. That way, if someone were to sit on top of the restraint, they wouldn't be able to, and you'll see them. Um, also, that's when they repainted all the restraints on all the restraints to be bright colors. Because before then, just the standard aero harness was black. That's why all the aero harnesses, well, they were until recently, um, are all orange or red, is so you can see them. Okay. That's the lightning loops accident. And then um, when the ride did reopen, the lower loop never reopened, but it stayed there. While the upper loop stayed operational until 1992. Um, And then in 1992, Six Flags sold both of them. Originally... Uh, Great Adventure wasn't going to sell both, 
they were only going to sell one and move the other one next to Rolling Thunder where Ultra Twister used to be and just call it Lightning Loop with, without the S. Um, but they had a deal and they were able to sell both of them to Funtime, who became Premier Parks. So the upper loop went to Six Flags America and the lower loop went to Frontier City where it still operates today. Um, at Great Adventure, they both operated where Batman the Ride currently is, which is why they got rid of it. And at Six Flags America, where it operated as Python, it's actually where they ended, they removed it to put in the Vacoma and Vertigo to face the flip side, which I believe is, I think that's where Rage and Cajun is now. I haven't actually been to Six Flags America since Two-Face was still there, so it was it was behind Wild One. So yeah, there's the Lightning Loop story. God damn, that's enough to make a video right there. There you go. <laughs> I'm kind of like an encyclopedia when it comes to Great Adventure and a lot of actually other stuff. But yeah. Well, since you since your uh, editorial was about Great Adventure, that's a great seg into okay. our next segment. Um, so we like to find a bad review of a theme park. Okay. On Google. Okay. And we have some fantastic dramatic music. Oh boy. So uh, the text is right here in the rundown. Okay. And Ben will start the music and you just read the review. And Dana, go ahead, take it away once you hear the music. Okay. Great adventure. If I can give it zero stars, I would. I went to guest relations on count of a lost kid in my family for them not to do anything. Talking about, talking about for safety reasons, they cannot page a lost missing kid. Now they have me walking around a big crowded park looking for a kid amongst thousands of people. First and last time coming here, one star. <laughs> that sounds like a Six Flags day to me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Great I lost my kid at the part of the fun. <laughs> I lost my kid at the park. No flags. <laughs> no flags. Six flags. More flags, more fun. Uh, you know what, man? It could have been worse. You could have lost your kid in a castle fire at Great Adventure. You know, that could happen to you. Oh, yeah. that Remember, did you ever see that documentary on YouTube? Like, some sure guy did. in the pool. Yeah, it's pretty the interesting. Doorway to Hell or something is what he called it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually had to ban him from the forums. His name was Pop Art Pete. He was he had just kept spamming and was very dramatic and awkward. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we banned him. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. <laughs> what uh so what are in general some of your uh, Mount Olympus stories? So I've only been to Mount Olympus one time and within like, and five minutes of being there, we're like, wow, this park is uh, fucking awful. So my friends and I basically decided that if Action Park had wooden coasters and instead of water slides, that's what Mount Olympus would be. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's – and, like, I never went to Action Park, but I always kind of called it – it's like it's like millennial Action Park. It's sort of like just the whatever one of this generation. It's the closest I mean, thing it- you can get to it. Actually, if you really went close to Action Park, just go to Schlitterbahn in Texas. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We were there, and I looked at my uh, 
my boyfriend, I was like, oh my god, this is just like Action Park. He's like, yep. <laughs> with like 15-year-olds and with braces, like just sending people down the slides and like, hey, you can go backwards. Like, what? Um, so Mount Olympus. Let's start with the first ride of the day, which was Zeus, where uh, we were the... They dispatched a train, and first we realized that the operators um, don't fucking care, and they once the train dispatched they would walk out of the station on the track and talk to each other while the ride is cycling um and then we rode and my lap bar opened i mean it's ptc so whatever but my lap bar opened at the end of the ride and then they didn't care and then they just loaded the train uh (laughs) then the next coaster we did was pegasus and i mean that ride was just awful but you know, whatever. Uh, Zeus is actually great. I loved that coaster. Besides their operate, I'm going to put this out here. Mount Olympus, you're an awful park and I fucking hate you and you're run like shit and you should feel ashamed that you even call yourself a theme park, but your wooden coasters are banging. Um, <laughs> Cyclops was really good, but when we tried to ride Cyclops, it broke down and the operator thing and we're like, your science has its clothes and she just said No. And then pointed to the ride, and we're like, okay. So then we walked in and rode because it was open. (laughs) Um, So, like, a good trick to not get people to ride. So, like, fuck you, lady. Um, And then Hades. So, Hades, this was our second time going on it. We were next to ride, and they were having problems with the sensors for the restraints. One of the rows was not registering. Hey, everybody. We got shirts, your favorite coaster sucks, on the Amazon store. Check it out. Absolutely right, we do. We got a bunch of colors available, and the shirts are in two different designs. We got the classic Golden Ticket logo and our Rolly Ride logo. We also got 10 different colors, man. Yeah, like you're wearing a shirt right now, so you could always use more shirts. Add to the collection. Get in a lot of crazy shit. Wear it in line for your least favorite ride. Tell every Thuzi their favorite coaster sucks make a fanboy the fury 325 cry very easy to do all by sporting a your favorite coaster sucks shirt we also got sweatshirts available through amazon we are now shipping to germany and uk so if you are out there listening to us you can get our shit there too buy a shirt hades yes so at hades they have the timberliner trains and the timberliner trains have uh the proxy sensors to register when the lap bar is um, in the highest locked position um, as most modern coasters. So when we were there, they were struggling with one of the rows. Um, It was also two skinny people. So it was obvious that they were going to fit, but the restraint wasn't registered that it was locking. So what these fucking morons did at Mount Olympus is as they're doing this, the guests in the row are starting to realize that there's something wrong with their restraint. So they panic. So one of them gets out. So Mount Olympus being Mount Olympus, um, can't send that ride empty goes to find a single rider down the line. But instead of saying single rider, the operator just walks out of the station to the queue and just holds up his finger and doesn't say a single word for a solid five minutes until finally someone shows up. And then um, by the time someone finally showed up, the other guest panicked and was like, I need to leave. So the single rider they pulled gets in the train 
maintenance shows up, sees that the restraint's not working. So then the operator gets in the train and pulls down the restraints. Um, so now the whole train is fully loaded. The restraints are all closed, but the proximity sensor in this row is still registering that the restraint is not locked. So what does this park do? Maintenance literally switches the ride into maintenance bypass and dispatches the train <laughs> fully loaded within a ride operator in a seat. Oh my God. And then now the train is no longer in the station and is cycling the ride. Um, maintenance then st- sits on the track and starts playing with the sensor, which obviously they have to do, but the ride is running fully loaded. <laughs> and- and then um, they did that, and it was we were just our, our minds are blown, honestly. And then the train came into the station, they unloaded it, and then they let us on. Cool. <clears throat> I'm sure you guys are familiar with the type of guests that you get at, at Mount Olympus. They're kind of awful. Yep. So we start dispatching, and the restraint has a seatbelt attached to it. Someone towards the front of the train, for whatever fucking reason decide to unbuckle their seatbelt. So now they're panicking and screaming, stop the ride, stop the ride. So everyone in the front half of the train starts screaming, stop, stop, oh my God, stop. But I'm like, oh, they're fine. And then I remembered, wait, we're at Mount Olympus. And I just watched them dispatch the train in maintenance mode with the restraint not registering that it was locked. So maybe this woman might die. Um, So anyway, we leave the station and we make it to the lift and they actually e-stopped us on the lift. I was like, wow, they actually did something they're supposed to. And then maintenance was standing at the front of the train. And I was like, wait a minute, how did they get here? They climbed the side of the structure. (laughs) They left the station and climbed the structure to get onto the lift catwalk instead of leaving the station and walking up the lift just and to check that the person's restraint was locked. Damn. I mean, that's like, um, was it, did they go like right up from the station? Yeah. Okay. It was still just like, we just kind of sat there just, like totally in disbelief of what we just witnessed. And then we left yeah. the park and went, wow, we're still alive. We considered <laughs> possibly doing a go-kart track. And I like vetoed that real quick. I was like, uh, uh-uh, I ain't dying today. <laughs> yeah. Their go-karts are by far like the most fun, but also like the sketchiest things I got. Yeah. We saw some of the tracks and I was like, you know what? I don't trust this place. Like when I was younger, I remember being really excited by the one that you get airtime on like the triple down. And now that I'm thinking about yeah. it as an adult, I'm like, that's fucking terrifying. You know, the go-karts at Fun Spotter in Orlando have airtime and they scare the ever living shit out of me. And I don't do them anymore. Like I have a Fun Spot annual pass and I'll sit there while my friends ride the go-karts and I'm like, my fat ass is not putting extra weight to fly off this track. Well, here's the thing is that you know that a place that has go-karts with airtime isn't doing maintenance on the go-karts that are doing airtime because places that have go-karts that don't do airtime don't do maintenance on the go-karts that don't do airtime. So like they're getting the shit beat out of them is basically what I'm saying. And like, there's only so much of that a go-kart could fucking take. Correct. Well, you know, one of the, a couple of years ago we had, an, we have a little place called magical midway in Orlando and it has like a multi-level go-kart track and part of the track collapsed straight up into the street. Good God. <laughs> well, like people are right. fucking driving on it. It's fine. And that's the, that's like the scary the thing about Mount yeah. Olympus. Hades, the entire thing is under a parking lot. 
fuck? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if like Hades caved in and then they kept fucking dispatching train. Like, oh, they collapse. All right, send the train. It's fine. Maybe it'll clear. Well, like, um, there, well, there's this video from old, old Hades where it got stuck on that giant hill on the return trip on the other end of the parking lot. Yes, I've seen that video. And uh, which, by the way, that guy who filmed it, it was, it was just there's just such a great video because he had this like that Very like thick, thick accent. Yeah, the like the thick northern Wisconsin accent, and he sounds like he's like alcoholic or just like whatever. Yeah. He's just like. Hades just got stuck. It's like, put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> I was about to say, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Because yeah, it's like yeah. the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I was I was always like wondering, like, what what do you think, like, how long it took for the ride ops to actually under, like, realize what was going on? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, this train isn't coming back. Like, what the fuck is happening? Now, you know? I, I've worked rides that, Usually, see, I don't trust Mount Olympus to be like equip their coasters like this, especially being they only run one train. But like, I know I've worked on coasters that run multiple trains where I've actually had vehicles uh, valley, and the ride will let you know. Like, it'll auto e stop and be like, um, "Hey, we're missing a train." I don't trust Mount Olympus rides to do that. Oh, not <laughs> yeah, a right. chance. Well, not to mention they don't even stand near the plat. They don't stand near the uh, the control. No, they pack. dispatch the train and then they walk away and stand on the fucking track. They do this at every ride. Yeah. <laughs> Mind blown. But you know what? I have even a worse unsafe story, and it's from Magic Springs. Do you guys want to hear it? Sure. Sure. Yeah. All right. So we went to Magic Springs in Arkansas <clears throat> because we thought that was a good idea to do our trip. We We actually... We nicknamed this trip the Arkansas Struggle. We flew from Orlando to uh, Arkansas to Little Rock. We went to Magic Springs, and then we drove through the night to, well, we drove that night to Silver Dollar City, opened Silver Dollar City the next day, and then halfway through the day left to close Worlds of Fun. Then we drove to Iowa the next morning, opened Adventureland, and then drove five and a half hours to Six Flags St. Louis, closed Six Flags St. Louis, spent the night there, Opened Six Flags St. Louis and then drove back to Orlando. <laughs> I mean, flew back to Orlando. Um, so that was just an insane trip altogether. But we were riding the mine train at um, Magic Springs because this park is so bad that their era mine train is the best coaster in the park. Um, <laughs> but it has like the old school um, era mine train trains where it's like the single position lap bar for all three rows and they're linked together well we dispatch and as we leave the station me and my two roommates all three of our lap bars pop open oh my god as we leave the station like i because it's they had to manually lock it so i i knew they just didn't lock it properly so but like this is as we leave the station so we went right past the operator so the station set up where the operators on the front left and the attendants in the back is in the <laughs> back right and they can have a, they have a clear shot of the first lift right so we're going up the lift and we're turned around waving to the at- attendant to get her attention pointing to the lap bars everyone else in the train is now freaking out because it's a bunch of kids and they're scared for us and like we weren't scared but we're like hey our lap bar is open you might want to stop the ride and like fix this and she looked at us and she sees it and then we went over the lift and i looked at my friends and went holy fuck they're not going to stop it 
So I'm thinking, wow, she's really this dumb. It actually gets worse. We come back into the station and she looks at us and says, I'm sorry, I don't have a stop button here. <laughs> oh my Holy God. Shit. Bitch, what? Remember, this is a Premier Park because Premier Parks currently runs it. Yeah, right. They have the, she was the attendant who just had a navel. There's no way in hell that she couldn't tell the person at the panel they hit the e-stop or, or a ride stop if they have one. Like, are you kidding? So I went to guest relations and I was like, hi, I need a ride supervisor here right now. <laughs> like, and I went all Karen. I didn't really go Karen, but I was like, hey, there's this major safety violation that happened tonight at the Big Bad John. And I think you need to be aware of what happened. <laughs> And I even took a picture of our lap bars up. Like, I was livid. <laughs> and, yeah. It's like, you know how, like, um, I don't know. Remember at school back in the day, people would always, like, say, oh, I went to Six Flags and my lap bar opened and I fell out. And oh, I-, I got stuck upside down on Medusa or, you know, something stupid like that. Yeah. But yeah. the funny thing is, is, like, I wonder how many times lap bar failures at shitty parks actually do happen. But... They're like played down because like, oh, that would never happen. You know, I've had my I've had my lap bar open, like fully open on at least four roller coasters in my life. But none of them have ever been one where I felt like I was going to be ejected from the ride. Yeah, right. Well, one was iffy, but I worked on it, so I'm not going to say what it was. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I mean, once I rode uh, I rode Avalanche at Timber Falls, and I won't brag about this, but the ride op, literally, he was like, yeah, you should ride it with your lap bar up and then unbuckle your seatbelt. What the fuck? Because we, well, we were, we're, it was just me and a friend, and we were at the ride for probably like three, four hours. This okay. was back in 2006 or seven. Um, and so like, it was just the three of us and we kept having to go around. And so he was bored and he's just like, yeah, I ride it without the lap bar all the time. Actually, I'm going to be honest. There's a coaster years ago at a park I used to work at. Once again, not going to say the name of this one. Uh, but we used to do our morning like test rides with our lap bars open. That way, if the ride broke down, we could just walk off. Nice. Yeah. But like I, people also... I didn't do this, but people at said ride used to just try to start in the last row and make themselves to the front row at the end of the ride. <laughs> That's how that woman uh, fell out of shockwave at over Texas. Really? It happened there, too? Because I know it happened on Texas Cyclone, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, I guess, um, I guess like, yeah, it was a ride op doing a test run. They used to try to, like, you know, yep. go to the front of the back of the train on the lift hill or something. They did that on uh, Rolling Thunder at Great Adventure. Um, an operator was doing that. This is years before I worked there, but um, an operator did it and they slipped and fell and broke their neck. Oh, wow. Like didn't fall down the drop. Like it was the turn to the left is where he fell. Like Um, out of the train. Though when I worked at Great Adventure, huh? Yeah, he was was doing like he was starting the last row and hopping over the rows. And when it was leaving the station, it it goes over the transfer and then it would make a left turn to the lift. And on the left turn, he slipped and fell and broke his neck. Oh, wow. So let's just so, um, real quick say don't fucking try to skirt the safety devices in place that are on rides. 100%. Also, the ride operators know 
when you are lifting your legs or trying to give yourself more airtime because we will staple you. <laughs> yeah, so don't fuck with the safety equipment that is in place. Don't want to get stapled? Don't be a douche. We like to take the piss out of the hobby and it's fun, but don't fuck with the safety shit. We draw the line there. Looking at you, Holiday World, Stark Raven Mad. Right. Well, you know the rumor about that incident, right? Oh, Lord, there's a rumor? No. Go ahead. There's been a rumor about that incident for years that because it was an ace member that nobody knew, and it was their first time to the event, and it was her and her fiance. But apparently, her fiance, she was loaded, and her fiance wasn't. This is just the rumor. Is that, but I mean, this part was true. Apparently, he had life insurance on her, like, had just done it. And the rumor is that he pushed her out on the last drop. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, that's the rumor. So anytime my friends and I ride the Raven, we pretend to push each other off on the last drop. And usually we <laughs> scream, I want my money. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're really not good people, guys. <laughs> well, like, um, remember some a similar story happened on, was that like Scream Roller or Coaster XRT or some shit? One of the Arrow stand-ups? Oh, um, real, it was... Uh, Railblazer? Railblazer at Six Flags St. Louis, Mid-America. Where she fell out of the lap, but she apparently when the train came back, like her restraint was still closed. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I don't, I don't really know the details on that one, but she was but in the I mean, last row and there was no witness. But I mean, if you just look at those cars, I mean, like it, it makes sense that somebody could fall out of that. And I feel like she was a bigger person. Oh, uh, so yeah, pulled yeah. the Texas giant. And she flew away for her dins. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, oh boy. But no one's been thrown out of shockwave. Don't understand that. Well, we've got some other segments coming up. We've, sure, we've go. done nothing but killer coaster so far. <laughs> wow. No, I mean that's 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 been every everything is somehow linked back to killer coaster in some way, shape, or form. Coasters are killer, man. What can you, I say? You've got some story for every coaster. I do. I'm sorry. I've been around a long time. <laughs> See, I think that's the thing of, I think that's like the, the thing about enthusiasts is like, uh, you've done it. It's, you're like so desensitized to the rides. That yeah. Like death is like funny kind of. Oh yeah. Absolutely. When we get to a new park, we try to look, we actually look up like what deaths have happened there and try to figure out like how or where it could have happened. Danon's ghost coaster tour. Yeah, it's actually I, I will I, I will give the credit to where credit's due. My roommate Jackie is really like the person who who steamrolls all of this. We just go along for the ride. Well, that's fucking dope. Shouts yep. to Jackie for doing the, the ghost tours. Oh yeah. Um we we have some questions we like to ask. So before we get to that, you know what, we're doing this for season two now, we're back. Do you want to ask us any questions? You get one if you want to go ahead. Me? Yeah. All right, I have a good question. All right. Why did you two decide to start doing a podcast? Ben, you want to field this um, one? Or you want me to do it? Well, I mean, it. I think we were just talking, and then it was just one of those, like, just one of those, like, ideas that just kind of, like, you know, you talk about it, and then it just happened. <laughs> Magic. Yeah, 
No Pretty doubt. much, yeah. We've been friends through the forums and shit for years, and we had met up at Great America, but we always kind of we didn't, we never like lived close enough to hang out regularly. But we yeah. would talk on the phone occasionally, and it was like we'd always just talk shit about parks. We were like, remember those days, right? Yeah. So we're like, fuck it, let's record it and put it out there. I didn't live near any of my forum friends. I had one. I had a couple that lived like near me, but like my best friends were all in Jersey, and I lived in New York. So I remember the late night coaster nerd phone calls. <laughs> yeah totally and that was, yeah good times you know the the early 2000s early mid 2000s that shit was <laughs> those were fun it's good times you know the internet was a different place back then it really was you could like meet someone online through a weird specialized forum and not be like creeped out about meeting them <laughs> seriously especially like there were so many people that I remember meeting like just through the forums that I'm still really close friends with to this day. Like a lot of my friends, I feel like I have to thank to online coaster forums and such. Totally. So it's a great community. If you find the right people, that is a great way to put it. You know, I, I have a lot of, I feel dirty saying this. I have a lot of like young Instagram coaster followers. And the reason is um, because I'm friends with Ryan and Logan and all those people. They like to troll me. Um, In fact, El Toro Ryan on Father's Day put a picture of me and him together and told everybody that I was his father and to wish me happy Father's Day (laughs) and to add me on Instagram. But I'm nice, so anyone who like requests to follow me on Instagram, because my Instagram is actually private, so like I have to approve you. But if you request me, I'll follow you back. Like I follow everyone back. So I have like a bunch of like 14, 15 year old, some even younger, like coaster kids. Some of them like try to DM me and ask me like a lot of questions, and I'm like, I'm not talking to minors. Like I will talk to you about coasters. Ask me anything else. Mm, nope, 30 years old, not doing this. Um but I see so many of them just like complain about like how toxic this community is. And I'm like, Oh my God, calm down. You're 12 years old. <laughs> yeah. You don't know the half of it. Wait until you meet somebody that you find out has sexual felonies. Been there, got the t-shirt, have the scars. You know? Exactly. <laughs> that's a, we'll talk about, uh, we'll talk about that another time. That's, that's a whole different or, or episode. Now, whatever. I I I have had personal um yep I've I've had personal run-ins with said people that yeah part of why I'm no longer on coasternet I mean unfortunately that seems to be a part of this community um I feel that's any community honestly you're going to have a bad egg you know Yeah yeah the problem is when you have the bad egg and you try to call out the bad egg and other people defend the bad egg only for years later for him to finally get arrested. And it's also just and tried you know, as a sexual predator. The, the context of amusement parks in general. That is unfortunately the tr- the reality of it. You're gonna have you know that that shit the comes ones. up and then it's it's yeah. Anyway what I'm saying is that shit happens, but there's still good people in this community if you're with the right people. <clears throat> with that said, we have a nice little community we've built up with this uh, this show, 
and I, I hope to God none of them are in that group, but I don't think they are. They all seem cool. I don't think so. And we like to put out to our listeners, um, we don't put out who we're recording with. We want to put out that there's a mystery guest, so we just get random questions. So here's what we got for you as our mystery guest. So from Facebook, we got from uh, Laura W., who's a friend of the show. What's the most comfortable roller coaster seat slash restraint? The most comfortable? In, like, my personal opinion? Yeah. Um, well, (laughs) your mystery guest is kind of larger, so some are a lot more restrictive than others. Um, but I will actually say, like, in a weird way, I enjoy the B&M flying coaster restraints. Wow, interesting Like, um... I don't know if they lock properly, but I, like I said, I'm a bigger guy, so I don't have that much leeway. Um, otherwise, like if you ever go to Walt Disney World, Space Mountain, those restraints are like that. Those seats are so cushiony, <laughs> like you could fall asleep in them. <laughs> Fun fact. Oh, all right. So good place to take a nap. Yeah. Well, those... until until the ride starts, and then it tries to break your bones. But you know, otherwise, the seats are very comfy. I mean, aren't the I haven't been on that in a while. Isn't it similar to Wizard? Yes, ish. It used to be more like the Wizard many years ago, but now it's individual seats with lap bars. But it's still like in a toboggan. It kind of looks more like okay. Lava Bora at Six Flags Over Texas. Yeah, I could see that. The Wizard is also hella comfortable. I changed my answer. The Wizard. The Wizard are the most comfortable fucking seats. Yeah, I know. You can like lounge back and lay down. Yeah. As long- Final answer. The the Schwarzkopf speed racers. Yeah, as long as you can get into the right position, those are pretty damn comfy. Yeah. I've actually been on a couple of them too. Um because I I grew up riding the jumbo jet in Coney Island. Nice, nice. Well I got yeah. to get on the Tigger coaster at Indiana Beach a couple times. That's a good one. Oh, love the jet stars. Oh. The uh the one at Lagoon is still like OG Jumbo Jet. Yep. No need- no restraints, no seatbelts, but you do have to ride with another person. I saw that. And I saw that they actually put three adults in the seat sometimes, which I can't even imagine. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Yeah, I saw a pi- Someone was telling me that, and I thought they were lying, and then they showed me the picture, and there were, there were uh, eight people in a vehicle. I was like, what? <laughs> and they were all adults. Oh, God. Yeah, they must really like each other. <laughs> it's an intimate evening, an intimate ride. Yep. So also on Facebook, Ty H asked, and I don't even know, why are you guy? Oh, I think he's trying to say, why are you gay? But like in the, the internet noob lingo, like G-A-E gay. Um, Why am I gay? Because I like penis. Next question. Fantastic. Ben. You want to take the Instagram questions? Yeah. All right. So from uh, Instagram questions, Prairie Coasting, which is a friend of the show. Okay. When will we see Mr. Six back at the parks? Um, when do I think we'll see Mr. Six back at the parks? Probably never, unless they do it as like some sort of promotion for like a special anniversary. But I, I'm pretty sure Mr. Six is uh, pretty much buried at this point. Yeah, it seems... Plus, like, he seems like he could be racist. You think so? Yeah, they juxtaposed that Asian guy who they used for a bit yelling. They put his voice oh, that was on bad. Six, Mr. Six. 
But I gotta think that personally, they'll bring him back, but only on t-shirts and shit to get nostalgia dollars. Yeah, I can see it like that. But I'll be honest, like I worked at Six Flags during the mess of six days, and I never understood the appeal. I thought he was creepy. I didn't like it. It was way worse after he started talking. Yeah, and then they did the excited Asian dude. More flags, more fun. It's like no, oh my god. <laughs> All right, maybe like three less lines next time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Marcelli6400 says, what is the worst park bathroom? 100% Astroland Amusement Park in Coney Island because they actually charge you to use the bathroom and it's gross. Oh, Oh, shit. How much? Um, If I remember, I think it was like 25 cents, but the park also closed. In 2008. <laughs> so I don't know if they still charge to use the bathrooms at Luna Park, but they might. It's 25 cents oh, wow. to piss, dollar to shit, and five bucks for toilet yeah, paper. They, they charge you. They fucking charge you to use the bathroom. That's insane. We better not talk yeah. too much about it or Six Flags is going to get ideas. <laughs> Sponsored by Twix. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a Snickers bar right here. <laughs> so... Hey Rhodes, Brennan wants to know where's the beef and favorite B and M pre drop. Where's the beef? To my pants. Um, hey yo, hey zing. Favorite B and M pre drop. I mean, they're all kind of the same. You know what? The pre drops are kind of lame, but I love Raging Bull because that pre drop makes the initial drop just that much better in the last round. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with Raging Bull. Oh, yeah, that that pullover on that drop probably has the best of any of the B&M hypers, really. I, yeah, I'm going to go with Raging Bull just because of how intense it makes that airtime in the back. Totally. Hell yeah. Totally, totally, totally. Also, side note, Raging Bull, totally underappreciated. I fucking love that ride. Really? Yeah, I so I was very fortunate. My first time to Great America was like when it was shit cold, so the trims were turned off. Okay, and like I I've been on every single B and M hyper slash Giga in North America now, except I have never been to Busch Gardens Williamsburg, so I don't have Apollo's Chariot, and I have not ridden Orion yet. But when I got on Raging Bull, I'd already been on like most of them, and everybody's been talking shit about this ride for a long time. And I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was so good. It was so different. I, I, I think Great America had a really solid coaster with that one. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I guess it's like a good perspective. It's like good for what the park did to put it in. But I think comparing it to others, I don't know, like, but I agree with you. So I had a recent winter ride on it with the trims off and it was a totally different experience. My my, I've been there twice. The first time was there when it was really cold and I was there for two days and then the last time I was there it was in the summer and the trims were on but it was still like it was fine but my initial rides on it had no trims at all so I was also kind of spoiled yeah nice really I think the only thing I like the one thing I really don't like about the ride is that stupid uh bank turn over the station that's like oh, the second yeah. ride it goes yeah. so slow and you just kind of like hang it doesn't do anything. You know what? Oddly enough, I actually really like the the figure eight at the end, like the yeah, the cool. deconstructed helix, as we call it. 
I also have Mako in my backyard, so it was very refreshing to do something different on a B&M hyper. I feel like Great America also has this kind of like appeal to it of like going there because you have to go to the Chicago area to get to it. And there's really not much yes. else park wise. So like it's almost like an accomplishment to go there. It took me until I was 28 to go. And I, you know, besides being a coaster enthusiast, it kind of goes hand in hand, but I've always been like a very big um, theme park, like historian and coaster historian. So I always was very fascinated by the Marriott's Great America history and like very fascinated by it. So like it was, I actually got to go because my friend is a flight attendant and asked me where I wanted to go for my birthday. And I said, I want to make the wizard my 400th coaster. And I want to go to great. So I want to go to great America because I've always wanted to go. Um, granted the wizard was actually closed, so I didn't get on it until the next year. Um, it was closed for painting. <laughs> I literally planned my trip for the wizard and it was closed, but I still went and had a great time. So my 400th coaster was actually American Eagle, but, um, yeah, I love great America. It is especially comparing it to California's great America from what I've seen and from what I've heard, like the one in Illinois really cares more about its history and you could tell when you're there. And I just, I really love that park. It's one of my favorites. So I'm, I'm happy I finally got there. Yeah. I, that's like one thing I really enjoyed about it too. And it didn't really get to appreciate it until it wasn't until I worked at Cedar point and had that whole different exposure of management and then coming back to great America was pretty cool, but it, it's sad how much, I mean, it was weird. Like, I, even back in like 2005, 2006, seven, eight, like there was still a lot of the history stuff intact. And now it's, I mean, it's like slowly degrading into generic Six Flags territory, little by little. I guess I could see that. But as an outsider who went, who didn't go for the first time to 2018, I was actually impressed with how much seemed to still be intact, at least to me. I also give you guys credit for having like an excellent collection of classic flat rides still. Oh, right. Especially at a major corporate park because that is like very rare. Like being able to ride um, the East River Crawler and Triple Play in the same day at the same park is pretty great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They may, and they do, they do a good job with maintaining those rides too. And they seem to run decent programs. Yeah. And Fiddler's Fling. Gotta give them credit. I love Calypso's. I, it's funny. I can't do spinning, but if like there's classic flat rides, I'll ride it. And Great America eats up a lot of flat ride time for me. Yeah, Fling is good. It's probably, I feel like as far as like a big chain, it's probably the fastest running one. Yeah. Some of them are so damn slow. It's it's a good, well-rounded park with a good collection. It's definitely like for being in generally a park desert. Otherwise, it's like everything that it needs. You know. Also. I- really love the demon i I love the the story and just like i like i said i've been lucky so like every time i've gone they've had like the radio station playing with the demon song and like the effects seem to be working properly like i i feel like i've lucked out when i've gone so that was that that was nice for me also max force is fucking great (laughs) like oh man that launch is incredible it's actually my favorite launch period yeah it's it's great i just wish they would do something with the land because like Great America, I feel like still does a really good job, like keeping the park pretty and looking at good and everything. And then you go out to where Max Force is, and it's like, oh, hello, I'm at Magic Mountain now. Yeah, well, that used to be <laughs> the world's largest IMAX theater just two years ago. So, all right, um, 
So Logan, one train ops, <laughs> wants to know <laughs> what your favorite sex position is. Of course he does. Um, it's a position that I have sex in. All right, next question. <laughs> I don't think I actually have a favorite one. It's not like a yeah. The favorite sex position seems to be like something like really boring breeders like talk about. You know, like yeah, like when you're when it's two men, like so the sex position changes on like who the guy is because like you have to adapt your body to like their body. Right. Yeah. Like Ben, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I feel like straight sex. It's just like. I mean, sorry, Zach, if I'm offending you, but like, you know, you breeders, like, I feel like it's point A goes into point B and it's pretty straightforward where for like us homos, point A into point B isn't really like the easiest. (laughs) For for us straight people, there's like two things and then there's two ways and then everything's just basically a variation off of that. Yeah. We've been going missionary for 10 years, but last night... Cindy suggested that I don't know. She sits like a dog. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. Like my my partner and I are are very yeah. We 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 still surprise each other in very good ways. <laughs> um, I think Logan's just jealous. I also think Logan knew I was on the show, which is why he asked this question. That makes sense. <laughs> so, that's, yeah. that's definitely possible. We didn't really let it slip that we were uh, recording with you before we asked this question, but you know, okay. We said mystery guest, but who knows? Well, I talk to Logan all the time, actually. Oh, okay. Then that's why he asked, but I also posted it on my Instagram story. So I don't know if he put, he suggested it afterwards. Who knows? Either way, I'm going to say he was very curious about the guest sex life either way. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? It's Logan. I don't put it past him. (laughs) There's actually, there's a funny story this summer, like on Instagram, he messaged me, but he didn't realize who I was. It was kind okay. of funny. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, like, it wasn't, no, it wasn't anything like that, but you know what I mean? It was just funny. Cause like, I just like, Hey, yeah, we'll have to put you in the show again. He's like, Oh, oh my God. I didn't know it was you. <laughs> Maybe cause he was too busy drunk driving. For all the listeners who are who hate Logan, that was a joke. We anyway. like Logan. We're not going to give I him love a Logan. hard time. I've, like I said, I've known him since he was a a very annoying twelve year old fanboy of my YouTube of my coaster videos on my website. When him and his best friend Peter used to write me almost every day <laughs> and try to get me involved in their own drama, and I was like nineteen years old, and I was like, leave me alone. <laughs> And now years later, he's the one with the following and we're still friends. I will say, though, if you do hate Logan, leave us a comment. Ooh. Tell us about it. And if you hate me, leave a comment. Absolutely. You probably don't know me, but that's fine. Whatever. If you Actually, you know what? There are people who don't know me who do hate me, and I think that's hilarious. I know there's people who hate us, but they're not the ones that are going to be leaving comments, so... They're also not the ones who are, you know, taking their time to make a podcast so they can go fuck themselves. That's pretty much it. We, you know, um, (laughs) go ahead, Ben. So, uh, the drunk riders. Wait, 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 hold on. (laughs) Hold on. There's one more in the Instagram. Oh, inverted therapy says, 
ask their favorite coaster, but ask why it's a wacky worm no matter what they say. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) That's Justin, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know Justin. Fuck. He probably doesn't even know I'm the guest on here either. Um, well, if you want to know the real answer, my actual real favorite roller coaster, and I've been on um, 540 different roller coasters now, but my like hands down number one overall is the Mindbender at Six Flags Over Georgia. Good um, answer. And it is my favorite wacky worm. <laughs> and, and wait, it's why is it a wacky worm, no matter what I say? Yeah. Um, it's, well, actually... Um, the the Big Apple roller coaster at Astroland Amusement Park in Coney Island was a wacky worm, and it was also my very first roller coaster I ever rode in my life. So it has sentimental value. So I guess I could say that my one of my favorite coasters is a wacky worm because of the sentimental value. Oh, that probably makes. I hate this question. I don't want to answer it that anymore. Mean, that probably makes Justin very happy, and he's a friend of the show yeah. too. So yeah, I think I heard that he was on the last one. We have um. He is in a group chat I'm in. So we fuck around with each other. Well, that sounded wrong. So you know what I mean. <laughs> he he started leaving trolly comments on our Instagram, so that's how he got on our radar. <laughs> <laughs> and of course we loved it, so that's awesome. So the drunk riders <laughs> What do you think what do you think that joining this podcast or why do you think Joining this podcast was a good idea. <laughs> so I also know the drunk writers, and I don't know if they knew I was on the show this week or not. Um, and my honest answer I'm going to say is because you guys invited me first, and they have still not invited me onto the drunk writers, even though they have talked about it and said, oh, we should have you on, or or when my friends are on, oh, we should get Dean on here. I have never been invited on the drunk writers. Thus, I am on your favorite coaster sucks first all right though i've also done other podcasts but that doesn't matter what's all about this one (laughs) yes oh (laughs) i guess i should plug the coaster kings i've been on their podcast and they're really good friends of mine and then i was on the in the loop podcast back in 2008 (laughs) oh wow it's been a long it's been a long road (laughs) clint novak yeah it was with clint um, who I who I know and we're friends now, but I don't think he re- I don't think he remembers he had me on a, as a guest on his show because of my great adventure stuff many years ago. We know each other now, but I don't think he knows that. That'd be funny to bring up to him. I probably should next time I see him. <laughs> Last time I saw him, he told me to my face that there are more SBF Visa spinning coasters operating the world than aero coasters, and then I told him I was very mad at him for telling me that. Oh, that's very saddening. <laughs> Isn't it? All right, let's get through these questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> Phantom Cygnus asks, what do you think of Intamin's new copycat coaster models? Copycat coaster? Oh, because they were copying mock rides, right? Um, so I heard a rumor, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that the Pulsar was originally... Um, because, you know, a lot of theme parks will do, like, a bid on, hey, they'll go... They'll come up with a concept and they'll tell the ride manufacturers, we want you to build this. And basically they give it to the lowest bidder or highest bidder, however they're going to do it. So apparently the Pulsar model that Mock Rides does, the Power Splash, um, 
Intamin was actually like the top contender for the project. And then the park went with mock rides instead. So I believe that Mock may have actually copied Intamin, but really they just copied whatever the park wanted. I do find it amusing that Intamin copied SNS uh, free spin. Um, I saw that at IAPA a couple of years ago that they were copying their free spin because the Zach spin is a total failure. Zach, you are not a failure, but the Zach spin <laughs> is. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you ever got to ride it when it was at Magic Mountain, but it was fucking awful and I hated it. Um, I just think Intamin's kind of fallen off the radar, at least in the, in, with the U.S. market. Um, they're still doing very well abroad and in Asia, but like, you know, Intamin 10 years ago was BNM tw- 20 years ago, and all of them are just RMC now. Like, you know, it's the it manufacturer. Um, but I think, it, I think it's funny that Intamin is copying other manufacturers now when they used to be, you know, the be all to end all, which I also really wasn't the biggest fan of either, but whatever. Definitely. Yeah. So Eric's coasters says you should probably ask them who they are. Duh. So who, who are am you? I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you guys want to throw back with this answer? I'm Danon Cyclone Man Rafferty. There you go. Throw back to the there forums. Perfect. There it is. There it is. Um, I'm prisoner two four six zero one. Is that your recon handle? <laughs> no, that's John Valjean from Lima Zarab. <laughs> I thought that was like your OnlyFans page. No, my OnlyFans page is, and that's it. <laughs> you have to find it on your own, kids. Only if you're eighteen and up. So Justin one one nine four asks, how much, or how would you fix American Dream? Besides opening stores and food places. I, I'm still flabbergasted. Which, by the way, I love that word. I'm still flabbergasted that they uh, opened because the original project was called Xanadu and it was supposed to open, what, 15 years ago? Um, I personally have not been to the American Dream yet. Um, when I went home to visit for Thanksgiving, I actually drove right past it and saw the Gerslar Eurofighter running like through the window. But to fix the American dream, number one, we have to wait because right now with our economy the way it is and with us still in the middle of a pandemic, there's really nothing much we can do, nor should we. Um, but when everything is said and done, definitely opening shops, restaurants, more entertainment, like there's a really good market that they could do there and there's a big population there that could flock to it and i think the place does have potential but i don't really know enough nor have i been to really give a good answer so that's my final answer that's a good one yeah my only thought was casino and hotel you know what having a casino right there i feel like would be a terrible idea because Atlantic City is mostly people from North Jersey and New York and Philly. If you put a casino there, it's across the river from New York City and it's in North Jersey. So, I mean, it's good for them. It's bad for Atlantic City. <laughs> yeah, but well, Atlantic City sucks anyway. Yeah, so there you go. Trump has a place there, so fuck that place. Oh, you know where Trump also has a place in hell? But you that's know, true. that's another podcast. That's true. 
Well, fuck him. We pushing a liberal agenda here, so we'll keep on pushing. Um, oh, fuck yeah. Ben, should we just rapid fire through these? These are our normal interview questions, and I'm trying to work in some new ones for season two as well as for, you know, returning guests. So got some new ones here. Uh, you want to just rapid fire these? Okay, sure. Let's go. What's your favorite? What's the worst? God damn it. What's the worst <laughs> roller coaster you've been on? My worst wooden coaster was Son of Beast. Fuck that ride. And I'm sorry to say this, but my, my least favorite steel coaster is Manhattan Express. Congratulations on your wedding, by the way. Thank you. You're welcome. I take no offense. We know what we are signing up for. Okay. <laughs> well, which, uh, which park has the best bathrooms? The best bathrooms? They're all pretty shitty. <laughs> uh, um, I would say probably Disney. They're the cleanest and yeah. Yeah, it's a common common. And they general and they genuinely have like staff literally staffing the bathrooms at all times to clean it. Yeah. What's the worst media day or like enthusiast event or opening day experience you've had? Oh my god. Um I have an answer for all three. (laughs) So the worst media day I've probably attended wasn't really a media day, but it was like a media shoot. Before the media day, uh, B-roll footage for Superman Ultimate Flight at Six Flags Great Adventure. I was just about to turn 13. It was freezing cold. It was five in the morning and we wrote it, I think, 10 times and it kept breaking down. (laughs) And it was just a mess. Um, But the event was fine. I don't really have any really bad media days, but like there have been some annoying ones. Um, The worst coaster event. You know what? As much as I can give shit to coaster enthusiasts, I can't think of a coaster event that I've been to that was actually bad. Like, they've all been genuinely pretty decent. Um, but the worst opening day experience 100% goes to King Ka at Six Flags Great Adventure, where I waited four and a half hours in the station to ride the ride because it kept breaking down. Oh, shit. Yeah, four and a half hours in the station because of downtimes. Yeah, I mean, for that ride, it seems like that's par. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, well, that leads to the next question, well, which is what's the longest you've waited in line? What ride was it for? And most importantly, was it worth it? Once again, four and a half hours, Kindaka opening day. Um, and I was 15. I had not been on Top Thrill Dragster yet. And honestly, at the time, I felt it was worth it. I was totally blown away because it was nothing like I had ever experienced before. And it was a great experience and a great story to tell. Um, so, yeah, at the time, I would say it was worth it. Would I do that wait now? No. <laughs> totally. Well, I mean, but like I, getting a credit for something like big and exciting. Generally you know, it was opening it. day, world's tallest and fastest roller coaster. Yeah, I was here for it. The, the longest I've physically seen in person was seven and a half hours for Slinky Dog Dash at Hollywood Studios on opening day. Oh, my God. Seven and a half hours. God damn. Yeah. What's the best kitty coaster you've been on? Does the Dragon Flyer at Dollywood count? Probably not. That's more of a family coaster. Oh, that's fine. Um, That'll count. Cool. I'm counting that one because that's hands down the best. Any, it's better than any SLC either. Anything you feel a tinge of shame riding as an adult counts. Oh, yeah. No. Eh, that one's more of a family coaster. I'm going to change my answer. My favorite kitty coaster is going to be Flight of the Hippogriff because that's where my boyfriend works. 
<laughs> so yeah. Okay. Well, then you you're providing these transitions perfectly. You ever asked a ride Shit. operator out? Uh yeah. And vice versa. Hey yo. Hey What uh if you dated someone working at the park and they had associated benefits, um, like what department would you try to date in? What department would I try to date? Like, okay, so like if, if you were to work date somebody in a park and they were like, you know, they worked maintenance or foods or they were like HR or something, like what Okay. You're like, what kind of like department with dating benefits would you want to go for? You know what? Honestly, as someone who's worked in the parks for so many years and knows what benefits you actually get, I'm going to go with ride operator because they can get you to the front of the line for shit. <laughs> Just saying. Going going for the very practical and realistic answer. Yeah. Like, if they're in HR, what are you going to get? Oh, nothing. If they work in admissions, they're going to get the same comps that everyone else gets. Like, <laughs> Well, what's the most annoying experience you've had with a theme park employee? With a theme park employee or as a theme park employee? With a theme park employee. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I think it was... I've had some really bad ones. Mostly, I get really annoyed people don't know how to group. Like, I've had this more than once where employees, like, especially at Cedar Fair Parks, don't know how to group. And they'll, like, limit the station, and then they'll, like, try to fill the rows, but they can't do it. And then they get stressed out, and they yell at you, and they don't let you choose a row. And they don't let you request a row because they don't know how to do their fucking job. Like, it's okay to admit that you don't know what you're doing. Just don't be a dick to people. But I did have an employee at Michigan's Adventure at Shivering Timbers talking to a guest in front of us and, like, was trying to engage us in conversation, talking about how Orlando theme parks operate, except this bitch had never fucking been there, I'm assuming, because she got it all wrong, and we just sat there silently and did not correct her. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, well, they do this, and at Universal, they do that, and Disney does that, and Cyril does that, and and the group I was with, not, like I said before, not saying where we work, but amongst my friends, we cover all the theme parks in Florida, and we're all just like, uh-huh. <laughs> do you have any Rob Elvey stories? I have plenty. Which ones do you want? <laughs> like, just your top ones. Okay, so disclaimer. Rob Elvey and I are actually friends. We've known each other for years via, like, forums and shit. And I don't even think he realizes this. But I think my favorite Rob Elvey story is when he banned me from Theme Park Review because I was on The Gap. <laughs> so I don't know if this has been discussed here. It probably has. There is a giant fallout between The Gap and Theme Park Review. And basically, Rob told everybody you had to pick Theme Park Review. And if you didn't pick Theme Park Review, you were banned from the site. I joined The Gap after this happened. And I didn't know about any of it. But I was already on Theme Park Review and actually knew Rob. So everybody was shocked when I I don't know if you guys remember. Everybody was shocked. Like, you're allowed here? Did you get banned? I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And I was on it for like a year. And then... Rob, one of Rob's spies told him that I was on the site and Rob banned me from theme park review and said, and with the generic, you know, you've been banned because of this reason. And in his personal note, it said, sorry, dude, I had to do it. And I wrote back and I was like, yo, I was never involved in any of this, you know, Michigas and none of it. I didn't know about it. And he responded, goes, oh no, I know you were a good one and you weren't involved. I'm 100% aware this entire time you've been on the site. But when, but I was told you were here, so I had to do this. And I told him it was unfair. And I don't know if you guys remember this. He lifted everyone's ban. Do you guys remember that? He lifted everyone's ban that was on the gap because I called him out that it wasn't fair. But this was like in 2009. And at that point, everybody was over it. Shit, no, I guess I never realized he did that. 
And then uh, later that year, he uh, blew up at me at Epcot, literally like blew up at me in front of a bunch of people, belittled me and talked down to me all because someone else had asked me a question about something. And I don't know what he was doing, but he just flipped out on me, belittled me. And I left crying. Like I was so hurt. I was 19 years old. I had just moved to Florida on my own. Like I was like, coaster people, people I know, let's like, like I'm not alone anymore. And um, I unfriended him on Facebook and he, I stopped posting the forums, but I wasn't doing it. And then I would see him around town and I would see him at my work location and he'd pretend not to see me or he'd like make a face and be like very weird about it. Or if like friends of his were in town and I would hang out with them. Like I'm really good friends with Jeff Johnson and uh, Big Mike. And like he would text him like, oh, I see you're with Dana today. And I'm just like, why does he hate me? Like what happened? Because um, I never really was involved in any of the drama. And like when there was a theme park revenue, I was never a part of that either. Like I, I wanted to keep peace. And then I started dating someone who was actually like really good friends with him. And when Rob found out that him and I were together, he warned Rob about me. He warned my friend about me, my, my ex about me. And my ex was like, actually, he's this, that, and the other. And ever since then, Rob and I have been cool. And I think Rob has no idea why I stopped talking to him. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a lot of Rob having stories. Shit. Well, I do want to yeah. say... um just for our listeners, for some more backstory on the Gap TPR thing, uh, episode 17 of Your Favorite Coaster Sucks, we have Tommy Faircloth on, who was the... Oh, shit. Who owned the Gap and ran the Gap, so he's got a lot of back- backstory there. Also, Danon, you might enjoy that episode. And the one before that, we had Don on. Oh, shit. I need to watch that. I listened to it. I mean. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, we got some good backstory there for for all of our listeners, if you want some more. You know, I still haven't really met much of them, but I did meet um, Josh and Brandy, finally, right before um, COVID. Oh, they're good people. And like, and Brandy ran up and gave me like the biggest fucking hug. And I was like, I've wanted you to do this for so many years. (laughs) They're good people. Yeah, it was mostly a good crew. Yeah. Little askew, but uh, good folks, mostly. Yeah. But that's what you get with a theme park, folks, you know. I only ever slept with three people from that site. That's like a record low. That'll be off the air. (laughs) We'll talk about that. Screen names only. All right. Um, Yeah. So uh, in your experience, what park has the most overweight guests? Walt Disney World. Just the entire resort. 100% 100% Walt Disney World, just all four parks. It's not surprising. They get like the most percentage of visitors. So, of course, it's going to be the most fat people. And the truth of the matter is, they also know that it's the most ac- accommodating. Yeah, they all have the rides with the special size vehicles. Well, there's only like a small handful of rides that like people can't fit on. And I've witnessed some myself. I've seen them have to kick people off. So, but it's rare. And, I, and most people know that when they go, I think. Followed by Dollywood. Dollywood has a lot of fucking fat people. Oh, fuck yeah, it does. Oh, how about this? I go a better way to curate this question. What park has the most, like, daddy bears that are, like, eye candy? How dare you? <laughs> oh, no, I got a, I got a thing for those, like, southern charm daddy bears. So, like, Six Flags Over Georgia is usually nice. I, I gotta say though, like they all come down here to Orlando, so like there's a there's an even trade here at the Orlando theme parks. I've I may have met a lot of people on vacation before. Thanks, thanks, Growler. <laughs> <laughs> some some of which are with wife and kids, and then you learn afterwards, and it's just awkward. 
Anyway, next question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's the most overrated roller coaster? Overrated? Millennium Force, hands down. Fucking hate that ride. Oof. Yep, there it is. Your favorite coaster sucks. That's all right. Let me rephrase this. I don't actually hate Millennium Force. Um, I hated it in 2008. My first time to Cedar Point, I was really pumped. And the entire day was just disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. And when I rode Millennium Force, I was like really stoked. Also, I worked a great adventure and I had El Toro like in my section. And so like before I rode Millennium Force, I had ridden El Toro, Ride of Steel at both Six Flags New England and Six Flags America. And I had actually ridden Thunder Dolphin in Tokyo Dome City. So I was like super stoked to ride the Intimate Giga Coaster, and it was so boring and forceless. And I was like, I don't get it. And I I was at Cedar Point for I did three days at Cedar Point that trip, and I only rode Millennium Force once. Fast forward to 2014 when I finally went back, I rode Millennium Force with more of an open mind and having ridden more coasters again, and I saw why people like it. And I will tell you, I enjoy the ride. I don't think it's all it's cracked up to be, but it's not a bad ride. I'm trying to say this as like politically correct as I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of out the fucking window. You're on your favorite coaster sucks. Yeah. Okay. Well, fuck Millennium Force. That's Mostly fine. fuck its fans. Sorry, you two. That's on the flip side, I absolutely adore Magnum. That's more Ben yes. speed. Magnum is my favorite coaster in that park. Yeah, same here. It's uh, it might be my favorite roller coaster. It kind of changes, you know, a lot, but it's, it's it 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 still grows on me the more I ride it. It's probably the only roller coaster that I want to keep riding. I'll tell you right now, um, Magnum XL two hundred was my number one steel non Schwarzkopf looping roller coaster until I rode Superman at Six Flags Mexico. That is currently my number one hyper coaster slash steel coaster without inversions. But Magnum's still my number two. Like, I love Magnum. It's fucking bomb, dude. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, I bet. Even that weird little pre-lift section. They're their time. Yeah. And, like, their Medusa. I thought, and I also, like, I haven't ridden it, but I think that their Medusa RMC coaster looks like one of the better RMCs. It's my second favorite RMC. Okay. What's the first? Iron Rattler. Okay. Yep. I have a love-hate relationship with RMCs, honestly, because I'm fat. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be honest. I can fit in the restraints, but uh, Lightning Rod, Ala Run, and Twisted Cyclone have shorter seatbelts than the other ones, so I can't get the seatbelt to buckle. And it sucks because the test seat, the lap bar turn, like, the light turns green, but I get in the train and the seatbelt's not even close, so. Oh, shit. I'm working on it. <laughs> I, I have been working on it, but, like, it's it's annoying. Well, um, speaking of RMC, with Topper Track, do you consider Topper Track like wood or hybrid or something else? I consider it wood, but I don't consider it traditional wood. Because like Goliath at Great America, like it's obviously wood track with the steel. Like because, you know, normal wooden coasters have the steel track on it, like the steel plate. So the Topper Track is just a thicker version of that with the steel structure underneath the track. So I consider it a wooden coaster. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like it's really the only thing it really should be, but... When it comes to, like, the sake of arguing, I literally don't give a fuck enough. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but Topper tracks a winter coaster. Yeah, my argument was a lot had a lot to do with like the ledgers, like because it uses all steel ledgers and it uses the it's like a steel bracket, so it's like a basically like an arrow track, but with wood yeah. wood between it. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. So it's like, uh, honestly, like the thing I hate the most about all of it is how it's marketed. Like, here's the thing. RMC, Alan Chilkey, he they don't give a fuck what people call it. But yeah. it's annoying when parks are like, oh, we got only wooden inversion. And it's like, well, it's kind of a stretch. I mean, Bush yeah. Gardens, when they ever get the fucking shit together, advertises Iron Gwazi straight up as a hybrid coaster. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. That's that's the other thing. Like I've noticed that within the kid current generation, like like there's really weird new um, accepted things. Like especially with coaster counting, like now like relocations count. No, like if you no. if you move the ride, that's two credits. But a racing coaster is not two credits. I have not seen that, and if I had seen that, I would tell them no. That's <laughs> that like is incorrect. The, that, that's like the current generation YouTuber Instagram. That's like, literally concern. backwards. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. And then, and then again, too, like RMC coasters, RMC steel coasters are hybrids. What? But then, like you know, um, yeah, and like Voyager. What was the other one? Like, like, or- like Excalibur. Like Excalibur is like, oh, it's a hybrid coaster, or Gemini is a hybrid coaster. Okay, then what about like the Voyage or Raving Flyer 2 or fucking Coney Island Cyclone? <laughs> Thank you. I literally said that to someone the other day. Someone, so, one of the like little Instagram kids who I think is literally 13 posted a picture. He's like, does anybody else think it's funny that te- Texas Stingray has a wood track and steel structure? Like, it's doing like the opposite RMC. And I, re- I, I responded with, like, dude, the Coney Island Cyclone fucking does this and it's built in 1927. Like, this ain't new. Seriously, it's like look at insert every CCI wooden coaster in the nineties and two thousands. Yeah, except right. for the boss. Yeah, like New Mexico Rattler, fucking yeah. Hades. Like, come on now, fucking idiots. With these controversial new opinions, how about Orion? Is it a Giga or no? It has a three hundred foot drop. It's a Giga, just like just like Phantom's Revenge is a hyper coaster. Even though the height is not 200 feet, the drop exceeds it. Well, I just want to point out for for Logan, one train ops, he he said that during the winter time it shrinks to 299 and a half. <laughs> That's amazing. So <laughs> there's some shrinkage, eh? Throwing that one out there. That's that's good to know. Also, can I complain about Kings Island fans for a second? Please. The whole Orion bullshit, like, it's not the Giga Coaster we deserved, blah, blah, blah. Bitch, you don't deserve shit. Your state already has a Giga Coaster. And, like, you guys got a Giga Coaster because, I don't know, you fucking won the lottery or some shit. Like, don't complain that it's not good enough. You could have gotten, I don't know, nothing. So yeah. Michigan's adventure would like a word. <laughs> yeah. Michigan's adventure and Dorney Park have entered the chat. The park could have just RMC'd the beast instead. Honestly, fuck the beast. Yep, fuck the beast. Good. Yeah, fuck. fuck like them. the beast the best the beast gives a great night ride. I'll give it that. And I had a really cool, like foggy daytime ride once, but I don't I've never understood like the hype. And that's actually how I felt about Maverick. I'm gonna before I go any further, I haven't been to Cedar Point since Maverick's gotten the new restraints. 
But my thing with Maverick and the Beast, both of them have always been the same thing. I should not have to ride the ride a certain way or a certain time of day for it to be good. It should always be good. And my problem with Maverick was like it was too snappy that it hurt. But I feel like with the new restraints, I would completely change my opinion. Yeah, the new restraints are good other than the fact that they're just fabric sponges that absorb everybody's sweat throughout the day and your face is within an inch from it. But, you know. Mm, Good old Ohio and redneck sweat. Not the good kind. Damn it. (laughs) Because you also got to remember, there's like multiple chins and like butter. Like yeah, that but those, people, those the... people really aren't fitting on map. On... Actually, you know what, Maverick? Most people can fit on. Never mind. I take it back. Ugh. So, um, do you have any buffet horror stories? <laughs> Is this specifically an aced question, or that's what inspired it? But because I have one, there is this creepy guy that we befriended on the forums years ago. His name was AJ, and I was with my mom. At East Coaster 2008. It was the winter event on the East Coast. Not, it was like no Coaster Con, but it was on the East Coast, not Midwest. And um, we're at the buffet. And this is an Ace event. So like this is legit. And my mother's with me. Now my mom has a lot of tattoos, right? And AJ walks up to my mom and very creepily says, because he was a creepy guy, just walks up to her and says, I've seen your tatties in front of me and my friends to my mother's face. Oh my my God. mom has never met this guy. And the whole thing was just really fucking creepy and very weird. And um, my mom still talks about that to this day. So I actually have a real ace buffet horror story. I think that's almost exactly what we were looking for when we asked this question. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I did go to a buffet with Ryan and Logan once. And Ryan fell asleep at the table because he was exhausted. But that wasn't really a horror story. Wow. Fun times. Indeed. So with the park food, cotton candy, is it a candy or a snack? Why can't it be both? Hey, that's that's a valid answer. I mean, it's loaded with sugar, so I'm going to go with candy. But candy is genuinely a snack. Well, I guess it really depends on the size, doesn't it? Now, I'm going to go with both. It's candy and a snack. All right. All right. Yeah. What about funnel cake or ice cream? Which one do you prefer? I'm lactose intolerant, so I definitely prefer funnel cake. But I actually like ice cream more. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I was going to say, it could be like a dairy-free. I, I prefer ice cream. Partially because funnel cake is like too messy. But I love funnel cake. All right, which mouse do you prefer? I think I know. But dead or Mickey? <laughs> Can it be a dead Mickey Mouse? I'm just kidding. Uh, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> if you had to get stuck on a ride with either Rob Elvey, Taylor Bybee, or Tim Tracker, who would it be? Rob, because I actually know Rob. I can have a conversation with him. I've met the other two. My friend is friends with Tim Tracker, and I've met Taylor a couple times just because of mutual people. But, like, number one, I've actually been in the uh, coaster seat for over 20 minutes next to Rob before. So, this has happened. Um, so I have a choose Rob Alvey. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good, that's a good pick. And I'm glad the frame of reference is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for our last segment here, we like to pay tribute to a dead ride. And since you're our guest, it's only fitting that you pick what ride we get to pay tribute to. So. Ooh, that's hard. Cause there's so many dead rides. I have so much like connection with. I'm going to go with Rolling Thunder at Six Flags Great Adventure just because it was my first ride I've ever operated. And it has a lot of meaning to me and nostalgia to me. 
even if it wasn't a good ride, it still meant a lot to me. <laughs> so Rolling Thunder. For, for sure. sure. I'm glad I got to go on those rides. Yeah. I really remember that most vividly from the RCT2 scenario. <laughs> where they have like the bunny hills where one's small and is like the slightly slanted track and one's yep. the steep track and it's tall and they go you know uh they're like interchanged or yep staggered but i'm glad i got on those rides yay perfect yeah uh you got anything you know we'll give you a chance to plug here since the end before we do our annoying shit well, like I said, I don't really have much to plug. Um, my personal Instagram, just Dana Rafferty, one word. Um, I am involved with admining a Facebook page called Actual Coaster Shitposting. And if you join, answer all of the questions or you will not be accepted. And that's a fun and, page. Uh, ben and I are both over there. Yeah, you are. You're the fucking bomb, man. Um, that's really it to plug in. I, I don't really have that much of a presence anymore. If you're feeling nostalgic and you want to take a trip back in time, you can check out my old YouTube page. Um, it's Northeast Coasters, one word. Um, there are a couple of copycats that have a variance of the word, but it's one word. Um, so yeah, that's my plug. For sure, for sure. All right, it's time for me to do our annoying plug shit. Uh, Go for it. Give us the five-star rating and hit the like button or and whatever you're using to listen to this do the thing that is positive engagement so five star rating like button subscribe all that shit leave us a rate a review or a, ca- a comment whatever tell us what is your favorite or your least favorite disney park and why that's what we want to know best answer we'll read it on the air uh, give us a follow over on the socials. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr for whatever reason. I guess if you're done looking at obscure porn and you finished up and cleaned up, you can go find our dumbass memes. Email us your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com or leave a voicemail 312-572-9552. We'll play it on the show and it'd be fun to do. Uh, thanks to all of our patrons on Patreon. You can join with the fantastic folks over there. We do some great shit. Patreon.com slash your favorite coaster sucks starting at just a buck a month. You can't get shit for a buck a month, but you can help out the show and join this fantastic community. And if you are listening to this, the day it goes live, who knows? Maybe we're doing a zoom call. We'll have one coming up though. So hit the, the Patreon for details. We got show notes. We got bonus episodes, whole bunch of shit. If you want to kick us a bone, we really appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate it so much. We give you shouts outs on the show. So, Ben, go ahead. Read this list. So we got Michael Maldoon. We got Tristan Cox, Dominic B, Stefan Feinberg, Daniel Puckett. <laughs> I, I, it looks like it's P.H. <laughs> anyway, Nathan Hart, Jonathan Hawkins, Jared Mullen, Brandon Carter, Brian Shoemaker, Logan N. Thanks for giving us money. Yes, we do appreciate it. You guys are awesome. All right, until next time, your favorite coach. Your favorite coach.